Hi there! Coach Antonio Aguirre here for the Life Deck Show. I'm very excited to bring you so much value in each podcast episode, like this one that you're about to listen to. Well, I do hope you enjoy listening to each episode just as much as I did recording this for you. All right, let's dig into today's episode. Let's go! Tell me your most fond memory of being, like, being placed as a chairman of PACC. Um... Alos na lahat takot sa akin. <laughs> Talaga ano, yung um, the mention of my name and the, my presence really puts fear in the hearts of uh, I guess uh, government employees. Right. Okay? Kasi parang they don't know what's gonna hit them or they don't know what I have. So, very fun sa akin yan dahil uh, yun talagang gusto kong role. Scarecrow sa mga masasamang tao. Did the Presidential Anti-Corruption Commission really exist even before? No. Uh, this was created by President Duterte. Meron okay. dati na pangulong pa, time ni President Arroyo yung uh, PAGSI, yung uh, Presidential Anti-Graft uh, Commission. Okay. Tapos uh, naging PACC yun um, na, um, na bigyan lang ng mas uh, ibang powers pero it's basically the same. Yeah. But it, you're always into graft and corruption, always fighting crime. But is that something you learned from from high school or college in school? No, no. What did you take up in college? Marketing management. <laughs> something that you, I read. We're doing something we're not doing in school. Yeah, we didn't take up in school. Yeah, well, yeah. I should have taken your course, marketing, because that's what I'm doing now, marketing. But I, I did computer applications because it was the big thing back then, 1999 when the computers were booming. So I took that up. But what I should have really started was marketing. What specific in marketing was it? Marketing management. Marketing management. Oh, well, hindi. Sa akin, hindi. Nung pumapasok ko sa college, hindi, it wasn't about the course. It was about going to college. Eh. <laughs> so you just wanted to do college because it was a necessity for Kung you? Kailangan ko matapos daw ang college. Same, so, same thing. So punta akong college. So yeah. What? course available and uh, yung kaya ko, di andun. Nag-start ako ng accounting, hirap pala. So, lipat ako sa, ah, di management pala. And then, hirap talaga. <laughs> punta ako accounting, eh, ang hirap pala. So, nalipat ako ng uh, marketing management. Ngayon, tumadali. So, wait, wait. Does spreadsheet, the yellow, big yellow paper scare you? <laughs> no, the books. Yung makapal na ganun. Hmm? Tapos yung pala, kailangan basahin mo yun. Oh. Pag hindi mo binasa yun, Principles of accounting, ayun, from yun. there, yeah. Wala na, hindi mo naaabutan yung susunod. I was scared na. of like T-ledgers and stuff like those. Numbers scare me. Because, uh, I don't know, like from, because you have to balance from the top to the bottom, and it's not really my thing, so it, it was really difficult. Hanggang ngayon, hindi ko pa rin naiintindihan. Right? Oh. Like, but my wife, she's very good at numbers. Good thing that she knows numbers. But me, if I see numbers, like, my mind goes, what's happening here? <laughs> But I realized that numbers is really about talking about solving problems. Right? Madali ang numbers. Ang oh. addition, uh, subtraction, right. multiplication. Madali. Ang mahirap yung accounting kasi may concept eh. Debit, right. credit, sumbawas, yeah. adagdag. <laughs> Tapos may de-identify mo kung saan siya dapat pupunta. So it's, it was different. Wait, so you had that in college? Uh, because you had marketing and commerce. Doon ako nag-ending. Right. Dahil sabi nung uh, teammate ko sa swimming, uh, wag daw ako mag-marketing. Mag-marketing and management daw ako para dalawang course. Wait, so who influenced you to do that? To take that? Yung teammate ko <laughs> sa ano, swimming. <laughs> from high school pa? No, from college. From college, okay. Oh, pumasok ako sa San Beda, management. Okay. Tapos sabi, mag-accounting daw ako. Sabi nung uncle ko, mag-accounting daw ako para daw maganda, abogado, whatever, yeah. ganyan. Nag-accounting ako. Ang hirap. So... <laughs> Umalis ako. So, naghahanap ako ng course. And sabi nung teammate ko, mag, mar, huwag kayo mag-marketing. Mag-marketing and management ka para doble ang oh, ano. Yeah, mo. major. Oh, so, you shifted. Oh. But, okay. You took exams in San Beda, right? So, you got in. But were there other schools that yeah. you, you took exams? I took exams in UP, uh, LaSalle, UST, and uh, I think that's it. Because my father... Straight, kinder to college, USD siya. 
UP, Ateneo, La Salle, yeah. uh, San Beda, UE. Remember po, when you take the UPCAT, the UP exams, you feel like after so parang dali-dali, tapos di ka papasa. <laughs> That's majority of majority yeah. of us, right? When we take the exam, parang... Ma- mali pala, sagot mo. Oo, oh, parang, grabe. Parang sampunit tinanggap, parang 1,000 kami ng exam. Pero you feel like you, you did really good. But you never know the results, right? So it's, it's like that when, when kids... like. That's why I see some of my classmates back then in high school, parang they're crying and stuff like, oh, I didn't get to UP. Yeah, <laughs> look at me and same thing. <laughs> but my course, I, I was supposed to take physical education in La Salva. That was my third choice. But I didn't want to go into that, so I went to Benilde instead. So computer applications. But did you have other choices in college? Well, I wanted to be you know, one of the smart guys, but <laughs> How are you in school? Hindi ako magaling sa school. So, you, you just went to school to pass? Yeah, right? Mas, to finish? Yung, yung mas maraming basketball kaya sa aral. Okay. So, you love playing basketball? Oo. Oh, uh, PE, yan. Um, makikipaglaban ako sa valedictorian. Pero PE. <laughs> school, wala talaga. School bukol. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, ganun. It's not really uh, a sure thing, right? Like, when you're, you know, the valedictorian or the highest honor in school that it translates automatically in real life. Yeah. To, Right, I've I've seen so many of my my friends who were you know top in in school, but then in in real life they're struggling. Why do you think so? Like, I- ibang school sa tunay na buhay. Um, you don't learn the things in school that in every you don't le- learn everything in school. Because um, I guess sa tunay na buhay may emotional quotient. Yeah. Meron na um, merong mga ibang ibang mga elements at effects, family situations, opportunities. Yeah. Well, of course, uh, um, yung attitude and how you react to crisis. Uh, these are things that um, uh, you know you get from inside. Maybe you know from your parents, from influences, from God's word. Yeah. You know, so you don't you don't get this in school because. Yeah. Education yun eh. Para bang, um, ano ba yun? Academics yun eh. Right. So, yun ang problema sa, ano, sa Philippine education. Um, hindi nagre-reflect ang ating schools ng, ng tunay na buhay. Not like in, in America. I, well, I experienced um, studying in the States. Yung hey, studying in, in Berkeley, Berkeley, right? Okay. Um, yung inaaral namin doon was really to prepare us doon sa gagawin namin sa labas. So, it was it was more fun, it's more interesting, it's real. Um, dito hindi, theoretical eh. Yeah. Like, doon sa probinsya, tinuturuan kang ang mga courses, uh, accounting, management, IT, um, uh, teacher. So, it sets you up for careers. sets you up for, for your environment. Right. Kung sa probinsya ka, tapat ang major mo dyan, agriculture. Agriculture, yeah. Mayaman ka dyan. Yeah. Trade, siguro pwede kang pumasok nun sa international trading. Yeah, kasi if you're in a province and you study management, what are you gonna manage? Right? So, punta ka ng Manila. Yeah, Talo to go to na. Manila, yeah. Oh. Sample, you're from Negros and you, that's what you're studying, management. Yeah. And then you have a huge field out there. That's what you're gonna manage? No, yeah. So, yeah, yun ang problema rito sa, sa education natin dito. That's what I learned. And that's probably why I wasn't interested in school. Although, ang dami ko natapos. I finished my college. I finished um, my uh, postgraduate studies in Berkeley. Tapos, I finished my master's in National Security Administration. Although, natapos ko lahat yun. Hindi ko natapos ang law. Pero, um, natapos ko lang. Yeah. Diba? So, I guess... Uh, yung na-interest lang ako. Right. Yung pasapasapasabagsak, pasapasabagsak. <laughs> <laughs> But then, uh, ang estado ng buhay ko, yeah, I'm here, di ba? Uh, siguro yung street smarts ko. Plus, well, of course, you don't learn to be courageous in school. Eh. I mean, through academics. True. You, you learn that somewhere else. I guess, through experience and, uh, yeah, basically through experience and, from the people that you hang out with. Yeah. So, yung 
yung tapang daig nun ng ano eh, ang academically knowledgeable eh. Well, of course, courage courage um, really comes from what you know. Eh. You're brave when you know things. Eh. Yeah. Because courage stems from you like fighting off everything that's that's true around it, right? If if you know that you're going to fail, for example, in, in when business, you know business is hard, right? But then, you know, when you have courage, it defies everything, yeah, okay. right? It defies, you know, the true belief. No, that's hard. You can't do it. But you have courage, so you still pursue it. Yeah, right? um, and and um, faith. Yeah. Faith, um, I think faith is uh, really a big component of courage. Yeah, you know, that's why... Having a belief in something that's higher than you. Right? Oh, ako, I, I realize I've been... I've been pulling out my courage from my faith in God's word. You know, yung um yung kasi yung mga nababasa mo diyan eh, you, you read about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you read about Daniel, David, uh, mm-hmm. Moses. Yeah. You read about Joshua and Aaron. You know, these are courageous people, eh, diba? So, when you read about them, tapos you apply it in your life and it sticks to you. When you you face the world, you're one of them, right? So you become courageous. The Bible talks about a lot of courageous people who fought for their beliefs, and also it showed people who were afraid of their beliefs, right? And they, yeah. they hid from them, right? Big like, people like Gideon did. Tapos turns out to be a great general. If you're gonna give an example of a person who was um, fearful, naman, like. So okay. Gideon is very fearful. Okay. No, but who were who were people who were scared instead of courageous naman? Uh si Jonah, diba? At one point, diba? He ran scared and um skirted away from Nineveh mm-hmm. until God uh, threw him into the sea and a big fish eat him and throw you know threw him out in uh, Nineveh to do his purpose. So Jonah was ano, was a fearful guy. Uh, Gideon is very fearful. Is there anyone from like the disciples, perhaps? Uh, na fearful? Yeah. Oh yeah, diba si Peter biglang naduwag? Si, of? Uh, when he was asked, diba? Oh yeah, uh, he was being of, interrogated. Uh, okay. Three times. Uh, he was very... So he denied... Denied Christ. Yeah. All of them. Uh, all of them ran away from Jesus Christ except um, John. Yeah. Uh, but all the disciples ran scared when the master was uh, arrested. Okay. How would you call Judas then? He's a traitor and that's what he is. Was that because of fear or or something else? I think it was uh, he never really he never really got the grasp of it. Of who Jesus Christ was. Probably he was with Christ because of the benefits Right. of the possible uh, rulership and reigning or the potential of Jesus Christ that they thought that he was going to be the next king or he was the king of kings. Right? Yeah. So he was there. But then um, when he uh, realized parang, you know, parang hindi ah, then he sold out Jesus Christ to money. Yeah. You know, we're talking all about this faith and in the, the Bible and stuff. Do you believe in a government that could be run based on the Bible? Yes. Oh, naman talaga ang, when Jesus Christ comes, that's what, that's what will happen. So, it is our role to do that. In fact, the Christian countries uh, is leaning towards that. Eh. Mm. Um, Israel is supposed to be still, is supposed to be, you know, a uh, Judist state. Diba? Uh, the Philippines is a Christian state, a Christian nation. Right. However, um, hilaw na, you know, because uh, we've started writing uh, unchristian laws yeah. you know, and removing Christian principles in our system. But predominantly, we're still a Christian nation, yeah. uh, you know. Yun. Um, and, I, you know, the Christian belief is losing against the secular beliefs right now. Um, so, tayo, na mga guardians of God's word, has to work harder to influence and teach others. And uh, that's where the battle uh, uh, hinges. Yeah. So in, in I'm not uh, into Thomas, so much into past, but when people are put into position, do they swear on a, on a Bible still? No, not, not anymore. anymore. Only the president or what? Not, not even. Not even. 
They do that in I the think, states, right? Yeah, in the US, yeah. They, like you hold the Bible and you. I don't know. If they still right? do it here, no? The US, oh. The US. I think I've seen it. Yeah. But here, US. no. Parang hindi na. I don't know if uh, the president Duterte did it. Only when you're in court, perhaps. Do, no. No, not anymore. Like, do you swear to tell the whole thing? So that me God, but, but, right? But not in the Bible. The U.S. kasi nagano you know, yeah. word of God. Yeah. Uh huh. Christian nation, ano? Tama. I don't think they. I don't think they do it still. They still do it here. Ah, but they used to do it here. They should because uh, we're, we're a Christian state, no? Oh. Or Christian nation. And uh, you know, some people are trying to call us secular, but we're not. We're predominantly yeah. Christians. Okay. Growing up, of course. I mean. You're a pastor, right? But growing up, was that something you, you saw yourself doing? Uh, being uh, in public service? Uh, no, like in, ser- um, like in service of God. No, I didn't want to be a pastor. <laughs> Is it something you saw in your family? Yeah, I was growing up. My dad was already a pastor. My mom was a very religi- religious person. And um, early in our uh, life, she... She served the Lord. No? She's someone who really loves God and who fears the Lord. So, um, but, you know, being a pastor is something that I don't want, I didn't want to become because um, pastors are poor, no? <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, they say they're poor in in terms of financial, but rich up there. Yes, That's what they ri- say. Rich in faith, yeah. but, but poor in this world. Most pastors are like that because they don't get paid. They... They get tithes and offering, and um, people are not faithful with, the tithe, with their tithes and offering. So that's why a lot of pastors are poor, you know. Um, so I didn't want to be a pastor because my dad was a pastor, and I saw how life, how hard life was yeah. for us um, when he became a pastor. Um, we were moving from one house to another. Uh, we couldn't buy the things that we want to buy, you know. Uh, things were in schedule, and there was so much pressure um, on my mother, who was a doctor. So <coughs> I saw all our, I saw all our cars one at a time being sold. Being sold. Uh, jewelries, guns, and uh, it was it was tough. So I didn't want yeah, I didn't want to be a pastor because my dad was a pastor and it was a hard life. You didn't see something like that following that type of career. No, it's like I, a career. Right. Well, yeah, it's a it's sort a vocation. Yeah. It's, a it's a vocation. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't want to be that. I know I I know that I may end up like that, but I made the choice not to be that uh, because but it was hard. At that, at what age did that did did you say no? This is something I I need to do to be to become a pastor. Yeah. That's when I was already twenty nine years old. <laughs> Yeah, maybe 26, 27, 30, maybe 29 to 30 years old. 29, 30. But you were a counselor in Manila in 2000 at, at age 26. How did that happen? I don't want to be a pastor. I became a counselor because I don't want to be a pastor. Right. So I went into um, politics and public service because I don't want to be a pastor. When you, when you go into <laughs> politics, does that take like, um, like the support of your family to, you to be in to make sure that, right? Uh, it's hard to... It's hard to win without your the support, support of your family. How important is the role of a family in, in politics? It's, it's very important. It's like uh, we're probably more than 50% of uh, who you are and what you can do. Yeah. You know, so if you can't convince your family to help you, how can you convince others, others to, to follow um, you? Yeah. So that, but af- after being a counselor, you're actually, it says here in your Wikipedia, your name, nickname, Batang Magaling. Tell, tell me about Batang Magaling. It was our mayor who coined that word. Yeah. Um, siguro, he saw in me, I don't know. Um, 26 years old. Like Potential, probably. Uh-huh. Energy, focus, yeah. drive. I'm a driven person, a very driven person. So, I'm focused on my goals, you know. And then uh, one time, uh, I think he was trying to help me. Mm-hmm. And then I came, then I left. Then uh, he was uh, telling the you know, people, his leaders, magaling yung batang yan. 
that and kid then, has potential. Oh, that, 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 is, that kid's good. And then uh, someone heard it, and then I just saw posters um, coming out that says, Ang Batang Magaling. And then it stuck with me. Well, okay. Hmm. If you're a counselor, 2004, why, why didn't that continue after that? Like, 2004, 2007, I lost my re-election bid okay. uh, because of um, politics. Yeah, you can run for uh, LGU position for three, mayor, three or three years, right? Yeah, uh-huh. three, three, three. Three, three years. So when you, for example, if, if you're a mayor for three consecutive terms, so that's nine years, so you have to take a break? Yeah, take a break. And then you run come again. back. You can run again. Okay. Most people um, ask their wife or their, ch- or their son. Yeah, so that's the reason why <clears throat> their wife or their firstborn son, for example, takes over. Yeah. Okay. It's the break. So some, some people would call it a political type of dynasty, which we're yeah. running here, something that's different. What, yeah, that's what but some people to. see it otherwise, right? Yeah. yeah. You mentioned that bit to me before, like the, the continuity. I, I don't think, poli- number one, dynasty um, requires, requires that you not be elected. Yeah. You know, so it can't be a dynasty because you elect people. It's somehow like a dynasty because they're saying that... It's the same name. The same name. Tapos parang um, the, the patriarch or the matriarch will influence voters right. to uh, vote for um, their children. Because they already have a voice <coughs> and they're in position. They're going to say, oh, vote for my son or for my daughter because and I know her, his or her character. And they have power so, so they can scare people and pay them off both at the same th- time. That's a bad way to do that. Yeah, right. and it doesn't really work <laughs> all the time. Okay. Um, like fear. Fear is always uh, necessary mm-hmm. to govern. Um, pero in election, um, that can't be a 100% rule here in the Philippines. Yeah. Because in the end, in the ballot, it's just the person alone by himself who's going to shade whatever. Yeah. That's why when you're in the ballot, when you're there, you're all alone. No one's, you know, Oh, vote for that, vote for that. No one's telling you to vote. That's why some people, in the last minute when they sit down, yeah. they change their minds. Yeah, although there are, there are places na, ano, like you know, some parts in Mindanao uh-huh. um, that they say na... They're right beside the person. Yeah, and they will you know, kill you, you know, threaten you if you don't vote them. But that's not, a, that's, that's not true to most parts of the country. Na, uh, papayagan ng ganun, yeah. you know. Uh, the Filipinos are very free to speak up their mind. Yeah. Facebook is open, the media is open, and Marites. Yeah. You know. I've I've seen in the news now that we have over 800 people who are running unopposed. What do you think about that? Why do you think so? Like 800 positions. Nobody wanted to, I know. I think. Um, no one wants to challenge? Yeah, they dominated. It's either they love their, they, they're well loved. Yeah. And they're so good at it that uh, all their all their enemies decided, you know, I mean, to lose by default. Yeah, but isn't it important that you know people have a choice rather than not having that, a choice? That's a choice. The like, people chose not to fight. So that is a choice. Okay. Whether whether um, because whether for a good reason or for a bad reason, but that's a choice. A choice has been made. Yeah. Whether the enemies were bought off. The choice has been made. So, yeah. The thing is, if you're running on a post, for example, in an area, okay, that's fine. But what? how about like the highest position? For example, like in the States, they have either you choose one or the other candidate only. Why not like here as well? Oh, because the States has a, um, they're in a, they have a two-party system. Yeah. We have a multi-party system. Um, that's why, uh, you know, um, it's it's messy here. Eh? Yeah. Um, so that's not gonna change anytime soon. Not yet. We they, it should no. Um, I personally feel, and a lot of people feel yeah. that we should revert back to the two party system because it uh, clearly defines the policies um, rather than a mo- rather than with a multi multi party system um, where election is personality based, yeah. not issue based. Yeah. So we should really push for that. And I guess if I win a senator, I will push for um, uh, returning to the two-party system because it, uh, it, I think for me it's a better system. 
yeah Com- compared to like you know having so many choices like i i just feel like me as a voter if i see nine people i have to study each one of them and their platform it's too much for me yes that's and true i would say i'm i'm above average average when it comes to thinking and you know um not just my emotions but my intellect using my intellect to vote but what about those people like don't know That's this true, guy no? because they don't have the machinery to talk about their platform right like there's right. a candidate that has the machinery to talk about their platform but there's this person that's really good but then he doesn't have the machinery he doesn't have the manpower he doesn't have the money but right. then he's he's really good that's right. a problem right, right? there's a lot of people running system, like that uh, two party system solves that yeah. because the issues are clear for both parties you know i've been, I've been saying this a lot when, when i talk to to people is that If, for example, you know, a really famous, I'm not gonna give an example of a person, but for example, a, a celebrity who has like, say, 10 million followers, 10 million followers on Instagram, for example, run, decides to run for, for senator. And that person, funny, would win. Just because, you know, because... He's famous? The, the fame is there. The name is there. The name recall, right? Yeah, um, election here in the Philippines is a popularity contest. Right. I mean, national elections mm. is really a popularity contest. So that's a that's a challenge because you don't want you know, you don't want to base your choice on fame and popularity. You want to base your choice on a track record track and um, ability. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so that's a downer for Philippine politics. You're choosing leaders. So it's it's the ability to perform, not to, you know... To govern. Yeah. Because basically, my votes, for example, if I'm if I'm voting for my 12 senators, I would say that 10 of my votes would be, I would say, based on my research, intelligent votes. Because I think these people can, you know... And there's probably two, two people I would vote based on emotions. And the average person, like a D and E voter perhaps, would vote based on who's popular. Popularity, yes. Yeah, and true. that's the majority here. You know, the, the the name that's you know, that sounds really nice and all. But then how about this guy who has a really good platform? That they're talking about, you know, good governance, fighting corruption, fighting drugs and all. But then their voice is just this much. And the There's two ways. For, uh, when you run, you need to have the machinery. Because the Comelec says that the way they remove the nuisance candidates is with a few things. If you have the capacity to do that, which is if you have a good network, you have a support, you have money. Not necessarily you have money, but for example, you have the following. So you have a voice. So you have the machinery, perhaps, right? So how about those that don't have it, that... That's clearly the something wrong, I think, with, with voting right now. Is that people, you know, they see what's, comf- what's easy to see. Like, you know, what if no one has the money to do TV ads, right? Most people don't. Because it's not just popularity. You have to convert. It's, it's like g- gaining attention of people is just one thing, right? You got their attention like, oh, It's this guy who, who did this on TV, right? Who shouted at this guy on TV. That's one thing. But then, now you get the interest, okay? And then you have to continue that furthermore and get that person to commit to you. Have to convince right? them to vote for like you. To shade for you on, on, on the ballot. And that's, it's, it's steps. So, and because of emotional votes, they skip to that part and just, you know, oh, I know this last name. I'll vote for this guy. Yeah. I know. I, I, kilala ko to. Sounds familiar. <laughs> diba? That's what's happening here. And that's why me, when I, when I look at, you know, uh, people running our government, I'm looking, my wife will always say, ugh, yan na naman. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the same old thing. But it's because you keep on voting, voting the same people. thing. We don't try out anything new. We're used to it. And, you know, because of, the the funding that they that they get and all the support they, the strings that people are able to pull in they're still there yeah it's a system that we need to change yeah. and i guess the less popular candidates are more interested of changing the system because it's working against them yeah 
pero those are who are in power who has this system working for them would rather keep it the same way mm-hmm. so yeah so that's uh that's a challenge that um, i guess crusaders and idealistic people need to work on ano, yeah. if you want to see things change in the country i change really starts from that person it's really education and i think do, do you people there there's people there's always talks even before that you know that's why our education system here is you know substandard compared to other countries is it be is it one of the reasons why they keep it substandard so that, so that voters don't become really intelligent when it comes to their votes well um do you I'm, believe in something like that i i don't i don't think if it's you know something that uh, they per, the educational the educational system purposely does yeah no pero um I think a lot of uh, people or politicians, um, you know, uh, I guess uh, would rather have more poor people stay poor. Yeah. Because that's uh, that's how they get their votes. It's easier to control. Yeah. Um, so there are less people. Maybe not that they want it that way, but um, or they want. Maybe not because they want to keep them stupid or <laughs> um, keep them poor, but um, by making themselves rich, uh, it turns it turns um, your constituency to very poor people because uh, to make yourself rich is to rob from resources, government resources right. intended for them, yeah. which keeps them poor, less informed. Um, less uh, opportunities to have access to many things, resources, etc. Um, you know, keeps the system um, just the way it is. You know, so, yeah. Uh, not not because our educational system... How, how do you say this? That's a good idea that you brought out. Ano? Pero, of course, the leaders are the those people who has the opportunity and the ability to change things, right? Yeah. And um, people vote, um, um, you know, people votes the, vote the leaders they want. Right. So, yeah, it is, uh, I guess, education that will, you know, an educator, a hero must come along and educate people to, you know, um, change their mind and change the way they lo- live and change the way they vote. Um, yun, I think it's it's always been a talk about you know when someone's running that you know they, they want to give budget to education, but it's it's been used as propaganda ever since you know and comparing to like because you've studied in another country and you've seen the the difference of education system as well. I've I've worked in in the states as well before. And, I've seen the difference. Like even in another country like Japan, for example, and in Europe, education is just very, very different, you know. Um, and it shows in their progress, right? In in their like Japan was way below us in the fifties or maybe forties, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I know. I think. I think. Um that there's really a need for heroes to come along. Yeah. You know, some you know, a person, you know, persons or people who will um, dare to change things yeah. and uh, counterflow yeah. um, for things to happen. You know, um, it takes one man. So I guess uh, we need those people. You know. Yeah. Speaking of heroes, you mentioned is your father one of your heroes too? Yeah, of course. I idol kong father ko. Like I watch this movie. You know, in 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 a Tagalog channel, his his movie is awesome. He he was portrayed by this guy, Joko Diaz. Joko Diaz, you know, one of the bad boy action heroes in in the nineties. Was did he? Do you think that he he did a good you know? Yeah, he, he did part a good in his portrayal. portraying your 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 father. Do you yeah, think? Yeah, he studied my dad. Even and the mannerisms, perhaps. And the hairstyle, how my dad did it. <laughs> And my dad was very gracious to him to yeah. teach him, mm. even uh, even the way to, to to say it or what he really said and how things really happened. My dad was there to um, teach them and you know guide them. No, oh, this is what this is what happened, 
and this is how you do it. Yeah. You know, so yeah, and and Joko was a good actor, and uh, yeah, he portrayed my dad very well. Are you still in touch with oh, with him? Okay, big ang kami ni Joko. <laughs> ano talaga yan? Bad boy talaga yan si Joko. And yeah. uh, yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. Marami ding challenges, but then uh, he's still he's still around. Okay. He's you, changed. Eh. He's changed a little. He's he's a uh, he kind of mellowed down, settled down, and has a family now. Is there something that still bonds you and, and your father when you guys meet? I know he is busy. He is bi- busy as I? well. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. And your um, brothers as well. You have you t- you have two siblings, two, right? Two brothers, yeah. You're the eldest. No, I'm the second. Second, yeah. okay. The third, my panganay bunso. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course, we're still the same. My dad and I picks up from where we've left all the time. Um, the goal has not changed. Uh, these are unspoken goals for me, and, uh, for him and I. Uh, I don't think it will ever change because these are these are goals. To, goals that are uh, our goal is to give glory to God and express His will here on earth so yeah so you guys still serve, serve the church I do I'm still a pastor he's still our senior elder my brother is still a pastor right. and uh, that's how it's going to be for the rest of our life until we uh, go home to, the he- to heaven and that's how you met your wife too yeah in church right <laughs> uh, I was preaching she yeah. was uh, one of the you know um, listeners. She was one of the listeners. Okay. Yeah, she attended. Her <laughs> bishop was my f- my friend, and uh, we were doing ministry, and then that's how we met. Um, yeah. So you're older than her, about seven six years. years. Six years. Yeah. Six, six or seven years. Mahilig daw ako sa bata, pero sabi ko hindi. Mahilig kasi matanda. But we're, I mean, word. Where do you get the sense that okay, this could be it? That like, the person I want to marry, I am. like you. How how do? When I met what, her, what what came into your thoughts? Like okay, she could be the one. No, I just knew it was her. You already knew it was her. Oh, um, I I was already thirty one when I got married. Okay. So I. And then when you met her, you were what age? Twenty nine. Maybe. 30. 30. Oh, just one year. Yeah, probably 30. Maybe going 30. So you were, you were, uh, she was your girlfriend for how many months before you got married? Uh, two months. Two months? That's crazy. Two months. Uh, I never thought, na, ano nga eh? I thought, I thought I'd uh, never, I thought I'd never marry. Na. Yeah. Kasi parang, it's, it wasn't in your plan. It was in my plan, plus I couldn't find anyone. Right, ganun. yeah. Until I uh, got to know her. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when uh, no, I I saw her at first, then I got to talk to her. I knew it was her. That's why I got married. Yeah, that's true. Because I lived in the States, in San Francisco, uh, for about two years, 2005, 2007. And I was single and was trying to find, I was partly trying to find love besides working. And it, the more you search for it, the yeah. harder it, you know, it, it eludes you, right? Like, that's you know, true. that's true. The, the more you, like, look for, looking for love is something that, you know, you shouldn't be looking. It just, it just happens. Like, it she just, was hap- it just happened that she was sitting there, caught, you, uh, she caught your eye. No, she did not catch she, my eye. I didn't see her there. She saw me, you know. Yeah. That was, uh, then I went down, you know, I was doing my ministry, then she was introduced to me. By a friend? Yeah, by uh, a friend, and then I saw her, I thought she was too young, <laughs> and then uh, I had so many... I'm sure you asked her age. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ilan taong na? And then she gave her age. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear it, I thought she was 16, sabi ka sayang. But she was what, 22, 22? Maybe she was 23. 23, 23, yeah. Oh, yun. yun. Then uh, two years later, I met her again. Mm. Yun. And then uh, I got to talk to her online. Okay. I was already Was it on Facebook? Uh, Friendster. Oh my God, Friendster. Now, for guys that don't know what Friendster is, if you search it, you only have 500 friends. So most likely, if you have 500 friends, you have to create another account. You know, so you have to have Gre- Greco Bellica one, Greco Bellica two. I had ten because <laughs> 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 I had so much, so much. But you had one account, and then you messaged her through Friendster. No, the Friendster had this um, 
testimonial? No. No, yung uh, you, you can you can message naman eh. You can inbox eh. Yeah, I'm, yeah, but it, but it has this feature that when you search someone, yeah, you'd be you'd have ah, your picture left there. This guy viewed your profile, not yeah. like in Facebook when you view view a profile, you can stalk. No one would know that you view the profile in Facebook. I in in Friendster, if so, if you decide to click on that page, they would know that you viewed them, like forty five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what happened. So I saw her twice. <laughs> you checked her out twice. No, no, she. I oh, saw she, her leave. I saw her looking at my. Oh, page. she was stalking you. Okay. Yeah, she would sort never of. admit. <laughs> and then you messaged her. Yes, I. I thought na sabi ko sino tong you know who's this pretty beautiful girl looking yeah. at my page. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I thought na this can be a girl probably. Did you add her? No, <laughs> uh, probably I said probably it's just a picture that they got from. Yeah, yeah. There, there's so many grab photos online and stuff. Yeah. So you're not sure if that's really her. Oh, so I messaged her. Do I know you? Do I know you? Have we met? And then, <laughs> Interrogating mode. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, and then and then she messaged me and then respectfully. Yeah. Um, what did she say? Uh, she said how we met and where we met. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, yes, sir. I met you. Really yeah, two years ago. Yeah. No, uh, at this place. And okay, then okay. I remembered her. I said, this is the pretty girl that I met. Did you ask her out then? No, I was in Dubai. I was okay. pastoring. Oh. How long from that Friendster thing before you guys two years. actually met in person? Two years. Two years. Okay. Yeah, two years. So I met her when I was 29. Then I saw her profile in my page <laughs> around ending my third years. Yeah. My third year old. Yeah. So and then when I kind of, we kind of talked uh, through Friendster for maybe back and forth, yeah, four to six months every yeah. day. Well, you were in Dubai and she was here in, she was in Manila. Teaching here uh-huh. And I was uh, pastoring in Dubai. Yeah. So, um, after four or six months, I went home and asked her to marry me. Oh, that was it. Yeah, and then okay. I went back to Dubai for a month to tell my pastor that... Uh, You're settling down here. I'm settling down here. But what made you choose to go back from Dubai? I'm sure, you know, you were doing something good there. Because of her. I want to get married. But she didn't decide to go with you instead? No, she was it, wasn't that a conversation between you two yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah, she was willing to right. to come to Dubai with me. Yeah. But when I came here, things changed. I started my own ministry and we decided to stay here. Okay. When you say starting your own ministry, what does, what does that mean? I started to pastor. Okay. I was already a pastor in Dubai and uh, uh, I was, I was, you know, starting a uh, miracle ministry. The Lord was working powerful in my ministry. Um, the lame was walking, yeah. ears were being opened, blind were seeing, miracles were happening in the ministry, in my ministry, every time I preach and I pray. So I started that ministry here and uh, then I became a pastor after a while. Yeah. So, yeah, and then I got married. <laughs> and then how many kids do you have now? I have five. It was hard. That's, it was hard. Um, when we started... Um, she didn't. She didn't really ask me how much money I had. <laughs> so when when we're in love, all logic goes away, right? Like finances, you don't think about it because it's love. That's it. So I paid for all. Um, I paid for all our all my wedding. All our wedding, I paid for everything. Yeah. But that's all the money I had. Same thing. When I got married, I didn't have anything to my account. I made a lot of money working, but uh, I got married 2010, and I had to save 500,000 because that's what we need to survive. Like you know, a very simple wedding. We had 200 guests. 50 of the guests were my family. 150 were her family. We want. She wanted it at 300, but I said, we can't afford this. It's the only thing we can do. 500. So we got married. Good thing there, you know, there were gifts from the Ninos and Ninang. So we got sort of almost back the same amount sort of yeah well um, I had it worse <laughs> <laughs> why um, 
how much money did I have? I had 60,000 pesos. <laughs> and that's all I had. And I... Uh, Under your account. Yeah. That's all the cash I had. Yeah, I, had yeah. I don't think I had a bank account. You I didn't have a bank account? No, I think I just had 60,000 pesos. <laughs> and yeah, it was just boxed away somewhere. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> a lot of guts. And uh, mm. I had to pay, I think, 300,000 pesos. For? For the reception. The reception, yeah, yeah. For the venue. You, cause you have to make a down payment for that. That was my down payment. The 60,000. Yeah. <laughs> the rest was, I hope they would give me gifts. And uh, yeah, I paid for I paid for the you know, I paid for I guess the gifts uh, paid for the for the reception and then uh, that's it. Yeah. Then I went into pastoring, you know. But uh, things uh, didn't work out the way it was supposed to mm-hmm. work. I was uh, bringing home 300 pesos a week. Wow. And I was already married. Then I had the child. Yeah, the child already. And uh, and she was still teaching. She was still still teaching uh, until she, we had their first baby. Then was I it high school? She was teaching high school or? It was she, she was still teaching uh, preschool. Preschool, okay. Uh, in ISM, so I asked her to stop working when uh, we had their first baby. Yeah. And I was pastoring. Um. So yeah, it was hard. I was living. We were living in my room in my dad's house. Mm-hmm. So um. I don't know. I, I don't know, but we survived, and I'm here now. Yeah. And I was. I just. I just stayed faithful with uh, w- what I know God has asked me to do. What I'm doing today is still the same thing I'm doing yesterday. I've always. I mean, 12 years ago. Yeah. When I started ministering, I'm still doing the same thing, mm-hmm. except that. You know. I'm gone, I've gone through a lot of battles. I'm secretary now. Yeah. And uh, f- still a pastor. Yeah. From being uh, nobody in government, mm. uh, someone who lost his re-election bid. <laughs> But. Uh, oh, yeah. you ran in 2016, right? I ran in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but you know, God is good to God rewards the faithful. Yeah. And. Uh, Um, I never changed course. Yeah. When I, when I finally got what I'm supposed to do, I never changed course. That's what I'm saying. The goal never changed. The plan could change, but the end goal never changes, right? You could readjust. You know, you know. There's a roadblock, change of plans, but the goal is still to, to get there. Yeah, that's Whatever. life, right? Right. Goes left, goes right until you. Yeah, there's life bumps. Is not, yeah. yeah, life is never a straight line. I would say this in in my episodes that life is a series of mountains to climb. People think that oh, after this mountain that I climb, I'm good. No, after that mountain, there's another mountain <laughs> you're gonna climb, and another. It's no, it's not like mountains and then valleys all the way. No, it's that's not life. If you don't. If you're in valleys, then nothing significant is really happening in your life. If you're full of valleys, that's why I always say, life will be, you know, a series of mountains we all keep climbing nonstop. And one last thing I want I want to ask you: Do you believe in this saying? It's one of my favorite sayings because I think uh, Denzel Washington used this in what's this movie that he was blind? He, he was talking about the he had the Bible. Ah, uh, Eli. Book of Eli. He said this thing, I, and I, I want to end it here. Like, he said, "I walk by faith, not by sight," and we didn't know that he was blind, right? Right. Until the end, like, because he was holding the Bible, and then he had to write the Bible. Spoiler alert, guys! If you didn't watch them, we're sorry. But yeah, do you believe in that? Yes, walk by faith and not by sight. All right. things are possible to him who believes. This is a substance of things hoped for and everything evidence of things not seen. Yeah. That's what makes life interesting and fun. Yeah. That's a journey. Right? It's a it's a never ending journey. That's life. Right? So we take the lessons that we have on those times that we fall down, we get up, we keep at it again. Um, yeah. And Um, I think it's important. It's important to say that life is really, life. Life is about what you leave behind. Yeah, the legacy that you leave behind. More than I mean to young people listening to us right now, yeah. who's full of dreams, mm-hmm. 
life is more than accomplishment, achievements, and uh, dreams and being yeah. successful. Life is really what you leave behind. Yeah. That's this what makes it life. Um, I always said this when I was, um, when I saw, when Kobe Bryant died, and people, so many people cried, I said, I want to be like that. Like, I w- when I die, I want people to cry because of the things I was able to leave behind, you know, in my life. Not, not the guy like, oh, he's that guy that had 1,200 pairs of sneakers or, you know, was successful doing business and stuff. No, it's because of the people that you helped and, and touched. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's how because much you give. Even generation generations will, f- will forget you, but then the thing that you left behind, the people you've helped, it continues on. That's why people build monuments for, for other people, right? For the things that they've done for others. Yes, the things that you left and gave is what they will remember. Things, we leave them all behind, but then the legacy is the one that's really important, right? Talaga, yung love, yung time, um, more than the finances, you can't love without giving, but it's the time, the effort, the concern that you left, uh, you gave other people um, that touched them and changed them are the things that uh, will matter to them most. More than the things that you give them. Okay. One last thing. Sorry, just one last thing. If you had last words, for example, for your children, what would that be? Just last words. Uh, last word for last words for my. The most important thing you would always tell them, if it, if if there's something that would be the last thing that your children would probably hear from the fa- their father, what would that be? Um, fear the Lord and love Him with all your heart and obey His word. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. If you found value in today's episode, make sure to share it and tag me on your social media accounts and I'll do my best to repost or comment on it. Follow me on Instagram at AntonioGirid.Jr. Leave a comment about this episode and subscribe to me on my YouTube channel, Coach Antonio Aguirre Jr. I'll talk to you soon on the next podcast episode. All right? Peace.